High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Right now, we're going into our first interview for the afternoon. As I mentioned earlier on, thank you for staying with us. We were encountering some major gremlin issues in studio, but uh, we are going to start with our first interview of the afternoon. Joining us now on the line is Chad Thomas, military veteran and CEO of IRS Forensic Investigations. Chad, very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us, Chad. Michael, how are you doing? All great, all great since we chatted this morning. Chad, and thanks for enduring and just bearing with us, given the circumstances we've had to uh, contend with up till now, having to start the afternoon overdrive a bit late. But anyway, thank you for making the time to join us and uh, just give us some time as to what we will be unpacking during this uh, chat that we're going to have now, unpacking the military role and legacy of Prince Mangasutu Butelezi and what he has left in South African history. Now, my understanding was Asina did send, our producer did send me some information about your involvement. Wow, this really harks back, it brings back memories, back to the time when South Africa was on the brink of attaining its uh, international recognition in 1994. Now, leading uh, circumstances leading up to that, what do you recall about the late Prince Butelezi? So it's, you know, South African tradition dictates that we don't speak ill of the dead, but we also can't gloss over history. Sure. And when hearing about um, Butelezi's death, I made a post on social media, and it was met with mixed reactions. A lot of people were pro-Butelezi, a lot of people were anti-Butelezi, but there's a lot of people out there that don't understand Butelezi as a whole and the role that he played. Right. And... For for us that served, especially in the early 1990s, we saw a different side to the IFP. So the okay. IFP was founded um, by Butelezi in 1975, and we all know that it's, it's very tribal-orientated, it's mm-hmm. a very Zulu-based party. Right. And what we saw in 1993, um, in terms of the violence, it's caused a cut along Right. Um, that brings which back memories. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was here. We had petered into 1994 where we had the march on Library Gardens and then the march onto Anti Shell House, 28th of March. Right. Um, a month before the first democratic elections. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, that was sanctioned violence. It was violence from a political party onto another political party. It was IFP on ANC. A lot of people turn around and say, but the IFP were fighting for their rights, they weren't there. They never saw the marches from the hostels. They never saw the attacks on Chow right. House. They never saw the people thrown off the trains. Right. And it's a very sad legacy. People also forget that in the late 1990s, long after democracy, uh, many many um, arms cachets were found in KwaZulu-Natal that had been put together by a guy called Philip Powell, who was a very senior member of the IFP. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, the reason he wasn't charged and he was allowed to leave South Africa, as a lot of people believe that if he was charged, Butelezi would have to be charged, right. and that could have thrown our country into turmoil. Sure. So he leaves behind the legacy of uniting a people. Mm-hmm. He's kept the Zulus as a, as a very prominent um, force with politics, but he was also very divisive in the way in which he did it. Sure. Chad, did, did you ever get to meet the prince? Did you ever get to meet Mangasutu Butelezi? Gacha, as he was called. Uh, I was reading your memos earlier on. It really brought back memories. <laughs> so we all knew him as, as Chief Gacha Butelezi uh, yes. during the, the apartheid. And it's, it's, it's very strange to say this, but we were almost conditioned, in, uh, along with a lot of people around the world, into believing that the Zulu nation was superior to other tribes in South Africa. Mm. And that's a major problem. When one looks at the movie that he actually started, he started in, in Zulu, Zulu yes. with Michael Caine. Right. And that movie was about 1964, and the child the Zulus in high esteem, in, in awe, 
because right. of the battles that we sent to the and Rock Strip. The, the Boers, the Afrikaners, held it in awe because of the Four Tracker battle at Blood River. Mm-hmm. So we were always kind of indoctrinated into thinking that, you know, the Zulus are the, are the, are the lesser evil in terms of the so-called Swatkafar. And yes. it, was a, it, was, it was an incredible indoctrination that white South Africans went through. And they still, to this day, um, see things along tribal lines, which they right. shouldn't do. Do you do you think uh, okay? Given what you you mentioned a little earlier on about uh, the legacy of the IFP and uh, supporters and uh, Chief Butelezi uh, r- ruling at the time, do you believe uh, that he somewhat redeemed himself in later years? I think, to a large extent, he could be regarded as a statesman. He, mm. he wasn't as polarizing as one would have thought, yes. given the history of the party. One must remember that, and I don't know if, you, if any of our listeners remember going to the polls on the 27th of April, 1994, but at the bottom of the ballot... Present company, I can confirm that, that. yes. <laughs> so so they, they weren't even wanting to go to the polls yes. unless certain conditions were met. They held government to ransom. They asked for what's termed Zulu land to be placed into a trust, which is a point of contention at the moment mm-hmm. with the new king. And they asked that certain dispensations be made. And if you look at those dispensations that were made, it was along nationalist lines. Right. It was very tribal orientated. Sure. But like you said, what happened in later years? In later mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. he was appointed to the government of national unity. Um, later on, he served as minister of home affairs. He served very well. Um, he was an acting president for a couple of days. I think those are the few days we went to Lesotho. Yes. Um, in, 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 we went to war with Lesotho. So when I say he's got this legacy <laughs> of violence that surrounds him, it's not just pre-democracy, it's also post-democracy. Indeed. You, would, would, you, would you call it uh, someone who was steadfast in his beliefs, somebody who's, you know, who, stood for, who stood for what he believed in? Instead, he did. With, he, yeah. did. He, he did. He held the country to ransom mm-hmm. a month before the first general elections. <laughs> um, he, he definitely was was yes. firm in his, yeah. in his in 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 the way in which he conducted himself. If I can add to that, who can forget? At last minute, they were printing millions of stickers to add to the bottom <laughs> of a ballot of ballot uh, papers. If you can recall, but you're you're talking about the elections in 1994, and they yes, uh, at the bottom of the ballot. That's correct. <laughs> Anyway, Chad, uh, look, thank you for holding on. And, uh, yes, we are just trying to get our scheduling back in order. So, uh, once again, thanks for waiting on us and uh, bearing with the gremlins, the major gremlins that we had to um, endure earlier on. We've got to move on with our scheduling right now. Chad, thanks very much, and uh, have a great afternoon. Great chatting to you. Chad Thomas, military veteran and CEO of IRS Forensic Investigations, reflecting on the late Prince Botelezi.